It's 844, 44 degrees outside the Apple Tree Automotive Superstore Studios. Welcome into First News on 570. We turn now to Mr. Pete Callender from the Pete Callender Show podcast and thepetecallendershow.com. Good morning, sir. How are you? I'm doing well, Mark. How are you? Oh, not too bad, I suppose. Just yeah. uh, a little foggy this morning. I mean, outside, not so much inside, but it's foggy outside. <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, Might be a little foggy inside, too. I don't know, you know. Yeah, I'm over in Billmore uh, Village. It's like we're inside the cloud. Yeah. <laughs> so, Pete, yesterday um, you did a had a, a podcast that you, that you did yesterday that I thought uh, was probably one of the most important podcasts that uh, that you've done just because of the content that was involved surrounding this phone call involving the Georgia, the, the head invest, it was a head investigator into the Georgia elections mm-hmm. situation, if I'm not mistaken. Um, and we were, we were originally led to believe that the audio from this phone call didn't exist and that there was no transcript of it. Uh, and then all of a sudden the audio pops up and we find out that everything that so many of the heritage mainstream media outlets reported was, um, I mean, either either one of two things, either they were fed horrifically wrong information or they just manufactured it all and lied and made it all up. Mm-hmm. Right. That's and basically what it comes down to. Right. And uh, it what it there are a couple of lessons I would submit that should be taken from this story, uh, which is you should not, as a reporter, be relying on anonymous sources uh, and. Uh, you should ver- be very careful that if you are <clears throat> going to try to confirm a story that's first reported in another outlet uh, that's using an anonymous source, that if you're going to then try to confirm that, you have to make darn sure that you're not using the same source. Because there's really only a few options about what happened here, right? So you've got uh, this phone call that the president makes on December 23rd, the former president, Donald Trump, makes to a woman by the name of Frances Watson. She's the chief investigator of the Georgia Secretary of State's office. She apparently recorded this because it was on her phone. Now, she apparently also deleted it, and we were told that there was no audio, there was no transcript, there's no record. But because there have been criminal charges, or I should say there's a criminal investigation underway into whether or not Donald Trump you know, tried to... Uh, uh, get in the middle of this uh, 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 election counting and all this, whether he violated any laws in doing so, they uncover this audio that was in her trash folder, right, in her phone. And uh, this then, uh, this conversation, though, was relayed apparently to one of her staffers, a guy by the name of Fuchs. I don't want to make sure I pronounce it exactly like that. Fuchs. And he then apparently, I think he's probably the source, but I'm not sure. Um, but whatever the case may be, it got relayed to the Washington Post, who said that Donald Trump had essentially pressured Watson, the chief investigator, uh, and that he was saying, and he said, quote, find the fraud. And if she did, she would be a, quote, national hero. And that was the headline. That was the narrative that went out all across the fruited plain. And then you had news outlets like NBC and ABC and CNN, uh, PBS NewsHour. They all, USA Today, they were all able to, quote, independently confirm that this is what was said. Well, now we have the audio and it was not said. So how does that happen? How do you confirm, like the real scandal here isn't necessarily that the Washington Post may have gotten duped on their scoop. It's that, um, you know, maybe somebody misremembered, right? Maybe this guy Fuchs, or maybe it was the Secretary of State Raffensperger or whatever. Somebody either got it wrong, 
you know, um, honestly, they just made a mistake. They were told something that wasn't true. They relayed it, whatever. Um, there's that. Then the other one is the, the other option here is that they manufactured it. Right. That the person right. who gave the story to the news that they manufactured it. But then the, the the real scandal here is the other outlets then that went and, quote, confirmed the story. How do you mm-hmm. confirm something that's not true? Right. How, how do yeah. you confirm as true something that's false? And that's that's really problematic because that explains so many of the stories that we saw during the Trump administration from, you know, him standing at the graveside saying all oh, these uh, veterans are suckers and losers. And that never happened, according to people who were there that refuted the story. And um, it, it, it didn't matter. It, it none of it. None of it mattered because everybody else got, quote, independent confirmation. And there were a host of these types of stories. Uh, there was the member of the guy anonymous that we were led to believe was a cabinet member. And it turns out, no, he's like some, you know, low level staffer, like just above what was the guy's name? Uh, Papadopoulos. Right. Like just like right. just above his level. Uh, so it's it, and now you're starting to see some people in the media. They're like, maybe we were blinded by our hatred of Trump. To the point where we discarded some journalistic standards, maybe is a possibility. Just a little bit of one, <laughs> just minor. I, I would, I would definitely encourage folks go, uh, go to the PeteCallenderShow dot com uh, and take a listen to the podcast because I think it's it's really important to hear all of the audio. The audio was way too long. There was no way I was going to be able to play it here on the air this morning. But uh, I think it's important to hear this, and I. And I look, I, I don't know that this is necessarily just a one sided situation. I think this happens a lot more often than what we realize. But this one was just it was just so in everyone's face at this point uh, with this audio surfacing. It kind of gives you an idea of, you know, there could have been some nefarious uh, hands at work here in some of these media outlets. Right. The, uh, I right. don't know that that would come as, uh, come as a surprise to me, to be honest with you. But um, and real quickly, uh, yeah. just in case uh, you find yourself on scene where a a bomb situation has happened never the best question to ask is uh yes uh, officer is it is it uh is it strange to have all these explosive devices placed placed around the church? <laughs> Is that not a good question? <laughs> not a good question. No, I actually heard that. I heard that question asked uh, over this Brevard situation. And, uh, just, it is uh, one of the. It is one of the things that uh, in our you know always on internet age that uh, you really do get a, a, a true sense of the kinds of questions that people in the media ask at these press briefings, and I think right. a lot of folks are kind of shocked to learn how bad some of the questions actually are. <laughs> they really are. <laughs> North Carolina political uh, journalism is is on a downward slide. I give them credit. I gave them credit during the show yesterday. They I right. by and large do not rely on anonymous sources for their it's political true. coverage and I give them credit for that. There we go. Pete, we always appreciate the time, my friend. Folks, go check out thepetecalendarshow.com. Download the podcast anywhere podcasts are available. Uh, iTunes, iHeartRadio, all the big platforms. And uh, check out the show. Pete, we'll look forward to catching up with you same time, same channel next week. Thank you. Uh, Happy St. Patrick's Day. Yeah, you too, man. Have a good one. All right. 851, 43 degrees.